Hello, everybody. This is Black Mesa Radio. Durka, durka, durka. <laughs> this is your host, Chase. Nate. Josh. <laughs> and we got uh, another guy, another Seth. We have a special guest. We Seth. surprised him. He wasn't quite ready for this intro. This is Seth Fellenstein. Hello, everyone. Filling Seth. in for Seth Turnage. Not to be confused with the other Seth. Yeah. We call him the dragon or bearded Seth. The bearded dragon. Right. To distinguish me from non-bearded Seth. Exactly. Which is normally here. He can't grow facial hair. He hasn't. He got has to. a goatee. It's not facial hair. That's true. Dang it. There's no sideburns. Sideburns is the ultimate sign of manliness. Oh, Mutton chops actually Martin is the Van ultimate. Buren. Get to the sub- that one. Get to yes. the subject. Today we're going to talk about space, Mars One, and everything in between. So recently we found out that the Mars One was most definitely a hoax. And we got into the discussion of, is it actually possible, though? Is it a, a technology problem? Is it a financial problem? Or what the heck is going on? Why is Mars One a hoax? But we decided that either way, we want a actual Mars One event to occur because we want a reality TV show on Mars. First off... Also, I want to live in a universe where space travel is... Okay. Yeah, no, definitely. Like, yes. Definitely. But first off, for listeners, um, Mars One, we should probably explain what that is. It was a privately funded endeavor to colonize Mars on a one-way trip. Um, the people volunteered. It was like, what, 200 people? Something like that? Volunteered to... Uh, I think it was 2,000 was it? people who applied for it. No, I'm just saying that actually like were brought in. Chosen as fine. Chosen. I thought it was 200. Oh. I may uh, be wrong. I, I thought don't it know. was less than that. But... It was 20. Yeah, maybe 20. Um, I can't remember. Anyway, they basically volunteered to die on Mars. Like, go to Mars and then die. Um, but the more... Well, I mean, do other stuff there. Then we're just going to launch them into the planet and then explode. <laughs> like, they were, they were going to have, like, pods and stuff set up, like, already. The like, ultimate reality TV show. You don't even know you're going to die. Like, <laughs> it's, it's like on Roller Coaster Tycoon when you build, like, half of a ride and the, the, the cars, like, shoot off and blow go. up on the sidewalk. <laughs> oh, I love that game. But, yeah. Anyway, so Mars 1 was that. It was a endeavor to colonize Mars that the more... More of the astronauts that volunteered are coming out and saying, like, it was just, it's rubbish. It's not real. It was a scam. So before we get to, like, the science behind it and the feasibility of it, who do we know who was supposedly funding this and why they did this? Oh, I'd have to pull it up. With the power of the internet, I can find out real quick. It was a Kenyan prince. Was it really? Yeah, he sent out emails. Nigerian? Nigerian prince? Nigerian, (laughs) yeah. My bad, my bad, my bad. Sorry. I was like, why is he Kenyan? Sorry. I don't know a lot about Africa, just, I don't remember his name, but his he idea. Said, he said, "If you just fund this trip to Mars, that there's you'll get the money back, like yeah, times over." But on Mars, though, right? All they need is Mars your social security number. Right. Well, that was Mars his thing. Bucks. He thought you can spend it at the get, Mars store. If he could get people to donate, like like donate to this mission of science, so it's kind of a uh, applying to your what is that your ethos? Oh yeah, and then sure. he's trying to get your money to get donated for that, and then when it was there. He was like, we're going to make $6 billion on this awesome uh, reality TV show, which quite possibly could have happened. Does it remind anybody of The Hunger Games, sending people there to die? 
I don't know. I just want to know if they would continue filming when someone live, dog. What I want to know is when someone got the space madness and started murdering everybody else with their with their super Mars strength. Because you would be super strong on Mars. This isn't sunshine. I've seen John Carter, I know how this goes. So what? This isn't sunshine, Josh. (laughs) I love sunshine. I know. But no, like you would be super strong on Mars. You and would for wait, a little what? bit, but your muscles would eventually they would atrophy and your bones would atrophy. Because the, oh, because the, uh, the low gravity. Just build okay. a weight room on Mars and then you stay Dude, that's room. funny. That's like the real problem is that they think they can do this, but the body doesn't adapt to it. Just be- the constant force of gravity is so important. You lose that's it. why they're about to yeah. send – NASA is about to send a year-long mission into uh, the – the International Space Station. Previously, the longest one has been six months. Have you ever seen the guys that like come back from that? Like when they come back, they're like bed rest. They look awful. Yeah, like, they can't walk or anything. Yeah, they're just their bone density is so weak sauce. They from, can't like, even not having the force of gravity because of the gravity. Their eyes can't pull themselves up, so they can't even like look at so, anything. But it would what? it wouldn't be that bad on Mars. But it's no, no it, would be, it would be substantially better because some gravity is better than right. no well, gravity. Here's the thing about the feasibility. Uh, the current propulsion systems, it would take you about 18 months to get to Mars. Oh. So you're in zero gravity for 18 months, and you're going to get to a planet with, let's say, two-thirds the gravitational force. Either way, with we don't, we, we don't know what 18 months is going to do in no gravity. Well, so when you get there, dude. you may not be able to take care of yourself or anybody else. So you might just... Right. Once, once we come up with gene doping that'll allow for like the the cancellation of myostatin in your body, like, and you can just be double muscled without like ever working out, like, dude, that is, that could make it a lot more. That feasible, would be interesting if you had. What about supplement that altered your DNA at a certain point in time, where it just began to build muscle on its own as long as you had the proper nutrition? That'd be terrifying. They're working on that. That's so scary. Well, what, if, mice. what if it mutates and you like turn all Akira monster? Well, it seems like it would. Well, that's a possibility. It seems like it would have to happen if they're going to be in space and zero gravity that long. Oh, hang uh, on. What's the longest stint in space is? Well, that's a space flight. Wow. 470, 437 days. Oh. Dude. So over a year. That's crazy. Yeah. Dude, I can't even imagine. Like, So almost 18 Who, months. Was that just to get a record? No, that was just consecutive on the space station. Huh. Well, I was on I NASA's been somebody up That's not the norm, but, though. I'm sure. I mean, yeah, they said I was on NASA's website, and they said that the norm was about four to six months. Yeah, is yeah. the typical stints that they have up there. And of course, the technology that we have in specifically studying the effects of weight loss—I'm sorry, not weight loss, but of weightlessness. Uh, interesting side note: you're not actually weightless in space; you're just in a free fall because you're so far away from the gravitational center of specifically the earth the gravitational force is so low that it's just pulling you ever so slowly you can't detect it so you're just in free fall well that makes sense to me because like even the sun is putting gra- sun and the moon are putting gravity on you yeah while that, we're yeah. here on earth it's just so weak that you don't feel it at all so that makes sense gravity is so weird isn't that crazy me. like you actually yeah. do feel the gravity of the moon like not like consciously But you do. I mean, we have tides, so obviously there is an effect, a gravitational effect, and obviously there's the whole women thing. But I think men have it as well. You feel it in your cycle, Chase? I do right now. (laughs) I Um, mean, we hang out all the time. We're all synced up, right? Yeah, that's how it works. Yep. (laughs) Um, It does sync up, though, right? Because, like, the pheromones and stuff? 
I don't know if it's fair. I'm not sure yeah. the reason behind it, but it does happen. If like, there was a woman it, here, they could be like, it's this. You guys are no, random side note. This guy was talking about with like, <laughs> okay, yeah, I'm, I am completely ignorant to like women's issues, basically almost entirely ignorant. But like they've, they've done with like gerbils, like, take. <laughs> <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. That is so misogynistic. No, it's not. Comparing women to gerbils. What? Dude, uh, people compare us to rats all the time. No, we're pigs. Oh, that's right. Yeah, pigs. <laughs> <laughs> you know your own gender yeah, properly. Well, what were you going to say about gerbils? Uh, it doesn't matter. Go <laughs> I want to know now. Gerbil, nah. go. Because I'm not Mom- going to say anymore because like, I don't even really remember exactly how the experiment went, so it, <laughs> it's kind of pointless. Getting back to gravity, though, um, we can talk about... <laughs> we can talk about also what I was going to talk about this week because that, that goes along with what we're talking about now. Do it, yeah. Like, uh, next week, um, which today is Thursday, March 26th, so I think it's on... I don't know when it is. Sometime next week, um, the, the Hadron Collider, CERN is going to kick it back up. They're going to shoot, shoot particles at a faster level than they've ever shot particles before. Pretty much going to amp it up. They're going to yeah. go to like... So they're really trying to kill us this time. Yes. Before, they were so scared that uh, they were going to create black holes. They're like, let's not pump it up full juice yet. Let's just see what happens. Except- so they've been slowly pumping it up. Go ahead. And this time, they're trying to make black holes. They're like, we think we know what'll happen. We think they'll just fizzle out. Um, they'll be about the weight of a car, like a pinpoint, the, the weight of a car that'll just blink in and out of existence. Um, which is crazy to think about. And that's, so that's what they're going for. And they're trying to prove that gravity is a spectrum. Um, basically saying that like it affects. I don't like to say they're trying to prove. They hypothesize. No, that's what their intent is to do. Is you to, shouldn't have an they're intent. They're trying to, they're, that's their theory, and they're trying to find evidential, empirical data to yeah. support that theory. Yeah, We're hoping that they don't suck the world into a black hole in the process. Um, but yeah, they're going to try and prove that uh, the gravity is a spectrum, that it affects things differently, like light, time, space. It affects them all differently because it's bleeding over from another dimension. And so if they can prove this, they, one, prove that it's a spectrum, and then they prove that other dimensions exist. Um, it, not in the form of like, there's other us's or alternate dimensions, but like just. Exactly. Yeah. Don't, don't let people. I'm not saying that like yeah. there's another universe out there where other people are. I'm saying like a dimension of just gravity, a dimension of light, a dimension of time, stuff like that. Um, that's not as fun though. No, it's not as fun, but it's definitely crazy. To, it's, no, that is just as fun actually, well, because that changes physics completely. I, I will say that is a lot of fun, but it's not as fun <laughs> as. You like, want sliders is what you want. Multiple dimensions where um, every possible... A giant multiverse? Yes. Yeah. Um, the other cool thing that they'll prove is it's going to rewrite physics because it'll change the way that we look at the Big Bang, how we look at everything, because it will essentially show that instead of something coming from nothing, there will have been something there always, and then it changed drastically, and then our universe is created. Not, not something there always, just something previous to our universe. Yeah. Because perhaps that universe was made by another universe. Mm-hmm. or Like we're about to do with the black holes. And perhaps, maybe we're not going to uh, find another universe, we're going to accidentally produce one. No, that was my thought. I was like, what if, universe. what if they, yeah, future universe, what if we just destroy ours and create a new one? Like, what if we create a big bang? Like that would really suck. If like we wouldn't, we wouldn't know. It all would of be... humanity came in, like, and somebody like pushed a button to turn on the machine and just destroyed the universe. Like, 
It's but like, what if that's it's the like cycle? Steve Urkel. Did I uh, know that? Uh, but what if that's the cycle, though? What if that's how it all? It's a cycle every oh, time. Oh, dude, yes, everything just evolves to that point every time where there's just a scientist like standing over the red button. He's like, "Okay, everybody, ready?" And they're so like, "Yeah," like and he's like, "Boom!" And then it like restarts the universe, and Big it bang. always just boom goes back to that, dude. It's mighty. What a Max. cool idea. Yeah. No. <laughs> I'm saying, what if that's it? What if that's what happens? I hate what if next week ideas. this idea. We all blink out of existence and then here in a hundred billion years, we're right back in this room talking about it again. I don't, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do it again. <laughs> Let's do it again. That's you, insanity. You Let's ride again. Choice. It was such a good <laughs> ride though. It was a good ride. It's a good time. Let it ride. Let it ride. No, honestly though, the chances of all those. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Crazy. That would also mean, though, if that is what was ha- to happen, that we were the first beings in the universe to get to that point. Nuh-uh. Right on! Not necessarily. Team humanity. This what? cycle around. Oh, because if well, someone else had done it, if someone oh, else had right. taken this step, it would have already reset. <laughs> or maybe... Oh, so supposing other species in the universe. There would be no right. way of knowing if that had happened, though. Right? That's true, because the you could just as easily... be here. You could just you as easily... Well, no, but you could just as easily say that they didn't... They figured out what well, they did the physics better and figured out. Oh, whoa, we better not do this. We better not. And then, do, oh, can I curse? You can yes. Go. Okay. And, and then they, edits. they, I do edit. Nobody more follows than you us. Should. Yeah. Also, we haven't published <laughs> anything too. yet. So, edit uh, that up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I will definitely edit that up. So anyway, yeah. Other species are like we have hmm, a sex bot. <laughs> we're followed by a sex bot. We are. Celebrities followed by oh, sex bots. Okay, I got you. I we got have you. a spam, like on our, on our McCloud account, there's a, like a, hey baby, chat with me. Just a spam pod. Like that girl yeah. that followed Cody the other day. It's that. Yeah. But Cody's on, like, oh, all right, I got a friend. On Mixcloud. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, hey listeners. Love you, Cody. Oh, I don't even know what I was going to say. Edit all this. <laughs> yeah, edit this whole bit. Nope, I'm leaving it in. I'm just leaving it in. Um, just we should for- like charge people $5 for the complete unedited episodes. <laughs> and then they'll be like, oh, I wasted five dollars. <laughs> For five dollars a month, you can listen to like the, the hour of crap that we had to cut. For an out. extra five dollars, you get the parental advisory version. <laughs> Unrated Black Mesa. What goes on behind the scenes? Black Mesa after dark. <laughs> VH1 edition. They say dirty words like poppycock. And muckluck. <gasps> anyway. Mm. Yeah, what if the other races like skip over that? There's like, oh no, 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 no! Don't do that. That'll reset every. That's the reset button. That reminds me of I what we possible. talked about before. Like other races uh, in like the universe were smart that. enough. I didn't get what you were saying at first. To not send out a signal to be like, hey guys, we're here because they know there's bad crap out there, and they're like, yeah, maybe we shouldn't notify our position to the whole universe. The space monsters that want to eat us, right? What if the possibility mm-hmm. is that yeah, it's terrible. What if the people out there are Americans that'll come try to colonize us? <laughs> so we're all Indians? Yes. No, actually that's one of the uh one of the biggest like arguments against letting any kind of first contact happen is basically space manifest destiny. Like another race will come in and be like, We own you now. That'll be sweet justice a little bit, you know, like Oh dang it. <laughs> I feel like good game America. If the world like reached a point of like world war where it was like tearing itself apart and then all of a sudden like we figured out that there was this other enemy other than us to fight out there to like unite under, I feel like the powers that be would like really like kind of push for that. So like unless the powers that be are that other enemy. <sighs> what? 
I like the reptilians that like live beneath the surface of the earth. Yep. Next <laughs> week, folks, by the way. <laughs> oh yeah, next week. Just a little quick uh, snippet. It's going to be conspiracy week, and this time it's going to be about alien conspiracies. We're going to yep. read up on all the garbage on the internet. We're going to go into the muckraking and all the filth of the garbage. It's going to be so good. It's going to be fun. Be there. I'm so excited. It's going to be a dirty good time. I'm actually pretty excited, too. It's going to be a good one. Yep. You're going to become an alien fan after uh, next week. No. <laughs> no. Anyway, I'm an alien fan, but what are they? Dude, okay. Being a conspiracy theorist, are they may, okay, even if you don't believe in it, it's like reading a crazy book. There's so much out there and you're right. trying to piece it together and puzzle. Like, it's like you're involved. Yeah, and everything means something. Yes. Like everything fits. Well, Seth, was you, it you? You're writing your own story, kind of, but you don't yeah. know it because you're like picking pieces of other people's stories. Like, oh, well, maybe it means this. Was it you or was it Nathan that I was talking about how there's a crazy conspiracy theory that says that Lady Gaga is JonBenet Ramsey? Is who? JonBenet Ramsey. Who's that? No. The little girl that was kidnapped? Yeah, that was killed in Colorado. She was killed, right? When they, was we, they never found she her. Was they a child, she was a child model. This is in the 90s. Yeah, she was a like a pageant girl. And she just disappeared. They didn't find her body, Seth. Did they? Okay. I don't, I don't think they did, because oh. that was the big thing. Everyone was that, assumes that there's, there's some main suspect. The parents. Killed it's her. The dad is the main suspect. Yeah, okay. But there's no way to prove it. Like, she just disappeared. The mom sticks by his story, the dad. And they, they both had alibis, but they were, like, really shaky alibis. Um, and there's no no body was ever found, no evidence of struggle. She just was there one night and then gone. And they reported her missing in the morning. And then probably warped damn. gravity, like spontaneous black holes. Dude, I think about that so much. When someone disappears, I'm like, mm, black holes. Well, people believe in spontaneous combustion. Why wouldn't they believe in spontaneous black holes? Because the laws of physics say that there is a chance, a very small chance, that all the heat from a room would travel to one space and you would just explode. It's very scientific, not plausible, well, there's also, but possible. I mean, on that same level, then maybe it's not... Why couldn't gravity pull into one section everywhere? If like, so light is a particle, part wave, part particle. But so gravity is not a particle that we know of. Well, I think everything, if we can go by current theories, if current theories are true, which they may not be, then gravity would be part wave, part particle as well. I've always thought gravity was a wave. Like, like it, Well, everything is wave and everything is particle. There's no difference. That's weird. I thought that was just light or there's... More. No, everything. No, yeah. the, there is uh, part of Maxwell's equations uh, is going to state that, okay, if you throw a baseball at 70 miles an hour, it's going to become more wave than it was before at rest. If you throw it at 10,000 miles an hour, it's going to be even more wave until you get to the speed of light, uh, which is kind of the threshold because we don't know anything that necessarily travels faster than the speed of light right. becomes a, a certain percentage wave and certain percentage particle, which is interesting. Did you guys ever hear anything more about the faster than light particle? Cause I read about it. They're like possibly a faster than light particle and I never heard anything about it again. So maybe they just kind of poo pooed that idea. I've never heard I heard about it, but I, after that initial, like, does it exist? I never heard anything else. Neither. The media, kinda... the media does that a lot. Is it? Oh. Does it? And it's like, no, it doesn't. Tonight at 10, a thing in your house that can kill you. Never mind. But remember when we asked that question and it was fun for just like a second? Before Maybe. You realized? Have you guys read the article, or there's probably many articles out there, about how the media really sucks at portraying science? Like they really uh, 
just overhype it and make it and kind of warp it into something that it's not. Sensationalize it. That's definitely the word I was looking for. Yeah. And a lot of times when people talk about like loving science or whatever, like there, I remember there's a Facebook page that like a, a few of my friends have liked. And I think I probably liked it too. Called like I love science or something like that. <laughs> oh, and that's it's such like, a. It's not that you love science. science. It's that you love like the things that like science brings us. Like that's what you're talking about. Cause like science, like science is a method and it's boring. Like, Oh my God. Science is pretty much turning yourself into somebody who doesn't have reason. Like it's really sad, but you have this method and you stick to it and you really don't like you initially question it to see if it's a good method. And once you decide it is a good method, you just kind of stick with it. And what it is, it is, and what it isn't, it isn't. The problem is the human mind doesn't play that way. You can't just not question something. Everybody questions everything. Everybody puts their own bias, even into science. So it's really hard, even like in peer-reviewed articles, to not have some type of bias portrayed by your own worldview, your own wishes, like, I wish there was a hollow earth theory. So I may accidentally put that into my article, even though I thoroughly don't believe in it consciously, but I want it to be there. So I might just kind of, you know, tweak something a little bit where my article is no longer worth a hoot. And that that happens because we all have our presuppositions. Yeah. And we, we're just – we're not robots. So if we had robots to do science for us, it might work out better. Hmm. I think – that's why I think the best thing to do as like an author, or like if you're gonna write an article or write a book or whatever, is just like like tell people where you're coming from a little bit. Like, tell them a little bit about like, because like when you're reading a book of science, like sometimes it seems like a waste of time for the author to talk about like this is my story, and it's like I don't give a crap about your story, just give me the facts. That's and it's like, but the facts are colored by their story. Like that's true. That's like, why I can't stand Richard Dawkins because everything I've ever read by Richard Dawkins starts and ends and from start to finish, it's like. All everything is filtered through like the glass of his mind, and but he in, doesn't like address that. In, like I haven't read it. No, he it. doesn't, and it's in a pretentious way. It's like, well, intellectuals like me understand that. Blah blah blah. I just like shut up. Richard. Uh, yeah, I don't like Richard Dawkins because he's an ass. Uh, he is. So. I think most people don't like. We can all come under the umbrella, no matter who or what we believe. Hardcore atheists, dude. Like militant atheists, love Richard Dawkins. Well, was it Patton Oswalt yeah. that talked about how uh, dumb he he and crazy? I listens to Richard Dawkins talk, and he's like, "This is how this is how Christians must feel when the Westboro Baptist Church does things." Like, <laughs> yeah, like, no, we're not all like this. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, militant I, atheists are very much like fundamentalist Christians. Yes. Yeah, it's very, very much. or whatever well, religion for the most yeah, part. Honestly, right. Religion. But science is a religion to a lot of people. It is like, the, which is funny because when they deny that it's not their faith. Like, certain people, like, you can't say, like, everybody, like, their faith is in science, but those who do, like, I believe in science, like, what do you mean you believe in science? That science, science. is going to be your salvation, that humanity is going to live forever because of science? Like, maybe you just can't live forever. Maybe That's the a transhumanist, of- though. That's a little bit different. Well. Oh, wait, you mean humanity, not individuals? Both. I listened to a transhumanist on the Joe Rogan pod- podcast the other day. Ah, so it's on your mind. Yeah. Talk yeah. about that. What is that? Transhumanism? Transhumanism? Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's kind of like the point. You ever see uh, Transcendence? Is it where you put your um, Trans- consciousness? It, that's, consciousness? Yeah, that's that's a part of it. It's not, it's not necessarily all that, but it's basically augmenting to where 
we're all either cyborgs or we're a collective cloud consciousness or we are um one yeah but in or or we're more machine than human but we still have like our human attributes it's basically like the assimilation of technology into your consciousness and or like your body in order to like improve on yourself or whatever yeah. in transmetropolitan like, oh, sorry, good. so so like there are degrees of it like you could say that somebody who has like uh for instance like if somebody has like a bad knee and then they get like a knee replacement and like now they can walk good again like you could argue that they're a transhumanist like you could argue that someone's a transhumanist for just carrying like a smartphone because after a while it really does become like an extension of your consciousness it's true like it helps you think and, you like, can look up anything you want world. Dude, yeah and it does help me think like to the people around you so like transhumanism is like the like i said like the assimilation of consciousness into mm. your body into like who you are like into your consciousness blah 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 speaking um, of cell phones i honestly feel like cell phones has changed me because i only use my cell phone for googling or i should say binging because i get bing points bing. now but bing. anyways i'm not gonna talk about which is better we all know which is better Google. Google. <laughs> Everybody knows Google's better. If you're listening, Google, you're better than Bing. Sponsor us. Give me points oh, and I'll man. call you better. I don't want to be sponsored by Google. Uh, I don't that's care. not true. I but want to be sponsored by anybody that's willing to do it. Yeah, like, that's anyone it. willing to give you money. <laughs> yeah, that's the truth. Because I, it's made me dumber in the fact that I no longer memorize things. But it's made me smarter in the fact that I have access to so much information that I can say to somebody, well, blah, blah, blah is true. And like, what's your source? I'm like, hold on. I'll search it real quick to see where I found it at. It's the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Dude, we in have a, the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy now. Douglas Adams totally called it. Yeah. And uh, there's like a – it's like an ancient Egyptian like story where like the god that invents writing or whatever – like there's he's talking to this other guy. Okay, like, obviously my knowledge of the story is not very deep. But, like, the god that, there's, like, the god that invents writing, he's, like, talking to this other god, and this other god tells him that, like, the invention of writing is, like, the end of, like, the intellect of man or whatever. And the god that invents writing is, like, what are you talking about? And he's, like, man doesn't have to know anything anymore. They can just, like, write everything down. Like, they don't actually have to have anything in their head because they know that it's, like... Seriously? I guess I never heard this story. That's yeah. thought was So, like, dude, it's crazy. Like, when you look at some of, like, the ancient stuff that, like... These like ancient cultures were like thinking about and like I guess coming up with and stuff. It's like dang, like it's almost like there's nothing new under the sun because we I just agree. talked about. Here's the this. thing though: is that wasn't the end of humanity, right? Like no, 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 no. Well, yeah. See, yeah. I just think I actually think that's a way that humanity will evolve. Is that now that we don't have to? So you're a transhumanist. Intelli- possibly, quite possibly. Intelligence <laughs> is no longer about memorizing rote facts, right? Because of the Google issue, because of Bing, whatever. Um, <laughs> sponsor us, please. Um, but now, and in the future, even more so, it's going to be about sifting through data and finding ways to find what you need. Yeah. As opposed to rote memorization. Well, no, my coworkers. Well, there is still some of that. But yeah, no, for sure. Can I just read like a concise definition of transhumanism just to make like less well, sure, confusing sure. for anybody yeah. and then I'm gonna listening? Touch on what you just said. Good. Sorry. No, you're good. Transhumanism is an international cultural and intellectual movement with an eventual goal of fundamentally transforming the human condition by developing and making widely available technologies to greatly enhance human intellectual, physical, and psychological capacities. So okay. pretty much, yeah, science as a savior, it sounds like to me. Yeah, yeah kind of, yeah. But what you said, like how, you know, the thing to strive for will eventually be the who can make the fastest route to data instead of like who can pull upon data, right. you know, upon uh demand uh my coworkers, there's a few of us that 
the whole office will ask us to Google things. Because, like, Googling isn't hard, but for some reason, some people have trouble with it. Yeah. You have yeah. to have the right wording yeah. to Google properly. And so they'll ask yeah. me, they're like, Josh or uh, Joanne, one of the two of us, they'll be like, we need you to find this. Like, can you do that? And I'll like, yeah, sure. And I'll look it up and I'll find it right away. Um, because I know how to Google. Um, because you don't type out a whole sentence. Like, tell me what the definition of how Zimbabwe is Babby formed. Right? <laughs> no. Wait a minute. <laughs> Say, <laughs> <Anywho. laughs> yeah. But anyway, anyway, yeah. So that's kind of like what you're saying. Like they, or what you're saying, they will, they somewhat admire that in the coworkers that can do that, that can find things faster. And it, it I never understood it because I'm like, it, I just looked it up on the internet. That's not hard. Well, that's because you have a larger pool. Like it, I think this is a, a catch twenty two. You have a larger pool of data to pull from because you have more memorized. So you can Google better. This kind of goes back to what, Nate, you were mm. talking about with uh, older scientists are way more awesome than today's scientists because they were the scientists of everything. There weren't yeah. biologists, chemists, physicists, <sighs> doctors. like So like Plato. Like he could yeah, hit it were, all. They were the Renaissance men. Yeah, they you were everything. Jack of all trades. A linguist, a chemist. Yeah. So, like, yeah, yeah. It, yeah, an artist as well, like painting artist, and writing yeah. poetry. And, like. You did it all. You were a jack of all trades. Uh, you could, uh, man, how's that go? Jack of all trades, king of none. Actually, that's not how it goes. Master of none. No, that's not uh-huh. how it goes. It's uh, master of one. Hmm. Jack of all trades, master of one is the hmm. actual saying, and it it's so you know uh, something about everything and everything about something. That's the Renaissance man that Benjamin mm-hmm. Franklin was talking about, which he probably stole that proverb from somebody else uh, in his old farmer's almanac. Some of his proverbs of... he stole from proverbs. Yeah, he, he <laughs> did do that. He he See, because he had a huge wealth of knowledge yeah. that he pulled into his own book. And so that's what I think Google is the same way with writing, like you were talking about in the Egyptian mythology. So it's... It's definitely changing what humanity is. I, I don't want to say if it's better or worse, but it's changing right. how humanity functions that we no longer memorize. We're no longer uh, – I don't know what we would be if we were still jack-of-all-trades, memorizing everything, good at literature, good at mathematics, good at science. It's an interesting thought. We may very well be less advanced, but we could be more. You know, if everybody, if everybody had that pool. I, I just think it took us in a different direction. Like we have gone so far with technology, but I think we could be, uh, lacking and maybe, uh, disintegrating in other areas of humanity. Well, I think part of the jack of all trades thing came from because like science at the time was, uh, not advanced to the point it is now. And so like, I think like if you study any scientific discipline, like for instance, if you, set out to study like geology like eventually you have to learn chemistry like in order to learn more about geology like and so like no matter what scientific discipline you're studying you're going to reach the end of it and like you now you have to learn a new one in order to like keep going which means that everything's linked together right like i agree i guess i guess i kind of argue from know everything (laughs) yeah no i i definitely agree with you but I, i guess what i'm saying is that like back then like when you didn't when each scientific discipline wasn't advanced as advanced as it is now yeah you couldn't spend a whole lifetime learning about geology because like maybe 
maybe it was like a really there wasn't new science. Right. There wasn't that much information to spend a whole life learning. Right. Especially so to make only more sense today, about what's happening with the rocks, today, you just have to know about the chemistry. Is. Well, you also only lived to 30, so. Yeah. So <laughs> did we come to this place out of necessity? Like we couldn't go any further? Well, there's some definite benefits to specialization because like if you do spend that much time with one thing, you more quickly like can grasp the whole of it. Or, I get you. Well, it's just like last week, George Washington Carver specialized in one thing, changed the world, you know? Peanut butter. Did he specialize, though? Peanuts. He did a lot of he really He definitely specialized with, in peanut butter. Well, in, that, pe- in peanuts. Peanuts. <laughs> yeah, peanuts. Because he was an inventor who asked... We talked about this. We, yeah, we asked God this last week. to reveal the peanut to was him. Was this last week? Yeah, that was with Denton last week. Gosh, no, 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 that was two weeks ago. That was was that two weeks ago? ago. Ah, yeah. I knew it. I need to get to editing. <laughs> my, my folly. Oh, I wanted to go back real quick to the transhumanist. Yeah, hit it. Thing. Um, have any any of you read the Isaac Asimov short story, The Last Question? Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh man, so good. Because it, it hits on so much of what we've been talking about right here, like oh, the transhumanist issue. What's the issue. guy's name? Isaac Asimov. Cyclical. The Isaac Asimov. Asimov. I know who Isaac Asimov is, but I haven't read it. Isaac Asimov. He he's, wrote Foundation. He's essentially the father of science fiction. He invented the term robotics. <laughs> yeah. What? Yes. Someone had to. He wrote chase. the three laws I of robotics. That was God. No. What? Is he God? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Anyway, Isaac Asimov is God, and he wrote a lot of really, 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 really awesome books. I do love iRobot. His characters are kind of wooden. But his like the concepts well, that he plays with are incredible. That's the great thing about well the the last question. There aren't really characters. It's a short story. You can read it in an hour. It's available online. The character and I won't spoil it because it's a freaking awesome story. Yeah, dude, I'm gonna read that. But sounds it, cool, man, dude. For real, y'all should read that tonight. We should like touch on it next week. It's amazing. During our conspiracy yeah. theory rant. Yeah, we got aliens. And we're it, not talking about the the franchise Aliens and oh Predators. No and one Star. thought that. <laughs> AVP. Just letting everybody know. Okay. Letting the listeners know? Yeah. Okay. Sorry. You're welcome, listeners. I'm your advocate, Chase. <laughs> I'm the guy. Listeners, he talks bad about you when, when you're not around. No, I don't. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> anyway, so what about the last question? You were going somewhere with that. Oh, I just wanted to... Mention. I don't think I was. Oh, you're just saying that it's, it touches it's relative. On a, it touches on a lot of th- different things that we've been talking about, like the transhumanist issue, like what would, like reset. Uh, never mind. I don't want to cosmic yeah. reset. Sorry. That's what you're saying. Yeah. I kind of want to go back to gravity because gravity. there's one point that I wanted to make that Get if if gravity is a spectrum and it affects different things differently, ironically, um, I would like to say. You you mentioned it that it would get rid of the need for dark matter and yeah. dark energy. Totally. Well, I didn't mention it on the podcast, listeners. I mentioned it when we were talking about this before we started right. the show. Exactly. And I, I that's what I'm an advocate for because I I find that there is no tangible evidence. There's only the necessity for it yeah. because it it fits what we don't know. So it's 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 the I don't even know what to call it. For our listeners, it's the science of the gaps. For people who are, know what the god of the it gaps is. is, like, oh well, 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 God did it. That's what I call the god of gaps. So the science of the gaps is, well, 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 dark energy, d- dark matter did it. <laughs> like it's it's really not anything. Like, well, well, there was a huge surge of dark matter and dark energy at this point in time in order for the universe to exist, and then it just disappeared. 
Like, oh, okay, that that doesn't make sense. You you for the listeners, Chase is like really anti dark matter theory. Like, <laughs> well, I'm anti. Don't have evidence. Say what? If you couldn't tell that, from yeah, that if you couldn't tell from his from his angry comparing it to <laughs> saying God did it. I understand where you're coming from, though. It doesn't sound very scientific. Like it, well, but it's a placeholder. Like there's all kinds of placeholders. That's exactly. In Thank Higgs you. Boson for was a placeholder. That. Like when you have Higgs boson was, but they found it though. They did. Yeah, they did, and that's that just fortunate for physics. I guess <laughs> that whole thing you just said, Chase, just makes me think how little we really know. Well, think about before the 1940s when we discovered the electromagnetic spectrum, trying to explain the world then. So, <laughs> right. Like, so what, what other spectrum is out there that we are trying to explain with modern physics? And that's like trying to explain the world without uh, the electromagnetic universe. Like, we're like, oh, that's dumb. You can't explain it without electromagnetics. Mm-hmm. But then well, we're trying to explain everything with electromagnetics now. And that's the science behind this whole idea is that not the, I, I'm sorry that's the idea behind this whole experiment is that if it is a rainbow if it's a spectrum then that explains it fills in another piece of the puzzle of existence. So instead of forcing a piece into the puzzle you don't put any piece there and wait for the piece to come about. But what do you do until then Chase? You have to admit that you have to have you have to be able to quantify it somehow, like even if you don't understand it. I guess I'm okay with not having an answer. Some people are anti I don't know. Like I'm I'm totally okay with saying I don't know. Let's find out like I'll just take this little bit of fact and put it in my pocket for later because I don't know what to do with that. Yeah, but yet. you can't have scientific journals written on like one part of like quantum physics yeah, you and then can't go make money if you don't have any answers. No one makes money off scientific journals except for the journal itself. Uh, the students just get totally just get their degrees. Do. Okay, maybe the students don't. But I'm just but saying you can't make, you like, can't you okay, can't write hang on, hang on. the company that I used to work for would pay a thousand dollars per scientific journal. Proving that fracking doesn't cause earthquakes? It doesn't matter. <laughs> Dude, is that what it was? No, that's not what it was. Oh, I was just curious. So shady. Uh, I'm no. so glad that's not what it was. I was just messing with him. I was like, you worked for an evil corporation. I was so no. glad you got out of there. I worked in the chemical section, so it was about the chemicals of the fracking. So like, oh, this, this chemical will help with the uh, oil, uh, ex- expunging the oil from this type of soil formation. Or <laughs> So it really had nothing to do with geology and earthquakes. Um, but what I'm saying is you can't have a scientific journal like article that says, you know, this quantum physics, blah, 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 blah. And then just not mention, like, if it has to talk about dark matter, you can't be like, and this part, because we just don't know. Like, you have to say, like, I think they, with I know, current dark I matter. I understand theory. that you can't say that, like, because that's the culture that's built up around it. But I think you should be able to admit that you don't know. Like, I mean, that should be a very large part of it. It's just, just... un-American to admit you don't know something, though. That is a wow. true story, though. It really is. Like, but it's, maybe it's just it's seen as weak. It's inhuman to admit you have uh, a lack of knowledge. Well, no one likes to be wrong. No one likes to say we don't know about us. Also, if science is a religion to some people, and they don't know, that's kind of sc- <laughs> that's, that's kind of scary, right? Well, that's, the, that's what that's exactly what he was saying, though. That's know. like dark matter did it, Do science what? did it. Yeah. God, the priest it. of science must know. You got, just go ask the priest. Yeah, dude. Ah, yes, exactly, dude. The priests. Okay, so like you have the prophets, which are the scientists that actually like 
go to science and like get the information. And then you have like the pastors. So like Rob Bell is like to God, I guess, what like Neil deGrasse Tyson is to science. Like he takes the word and he brings us to us in a format you can understand and it makes it easy for everybody to get What I took from that is Neil deGrasse Tyson is God. What I took from that is that they both piss off Christians. What? So what I took from that is that they both piss off Christians. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay, yeah. But I'm just saying like, it's similar, and if you're if you're saying something that they don't like, they like excommunicate you, just like totally. the church used to do. And like, it's very similar in a lot of ways. And like, they, you know, a lot of people who are super into science, like, are super against religion. And I think that's silly, because when you turn it into religion, it's I don't I, know. Well, a lot of people thing. that are into religion are really against science was, too. I watched a debate. right. See, because they're playing for two different teams. They're like equal but opposite. It's like the same thing, but they're, like. So they're they, really not mutually exclusive. Though. No, they're not. They should go together. No, okay, yeah, and I didn't mean to say that either. Like, I, no, I, I it really did sound that way. Based so they're on no, arguing. Like, from, a lot of people treat it that way. Yeah, yeah, arguing from bias and agenda, like both sides. Like, let's say there's a militant Christian and a militant Muslim and a militant atheist in a room together, and neither of them wants to concede that they might not have all the answers just yet. So they're all going to argue that they're right, and perhaps they'll use something that isn't necessarily identified in their holy book, whether that's uh, chemistry 101 or the Bible or the Quran. So, you guys have heard the three Jesuses, right? No. The Jesai? Yeah. The three Jesus, Jesus study? No. Jesse? So in 70-something, um, this asylum had these grad students come in and they took three dudes that all thought they were Jesus and they put them all in the same uh, like wing of this asylum for six months. Uh, I mean, they didn't let them do their day, day-to-day thing, you know. But each Jesus, each man who thought he was Jesus, concluded that he was actually Jesus and the other two were insane. Like, all three of them. That was... That's so cool. Isn't it? <laughs> but I was watching and listening to a debate uh, between John Lennox. He is an uh, Oxford professor like of John mathematics. Yep. Uh, he, he argues from the Christian point of view. I can't remember... The other guy's name. He is like the lead writer or maybe the owner of Skeptic Magazine, if you guys are familiar. Yeah. So it was, it was him and John Lennox, uh, talking about obviously the Skeptic Magazine guy was an atheist and John Lennox, uh, the mathematician at Oxford was a, uh, a Christian. But even, uh, the guy from Skeptic Magazine was like, you can't use dark matter to explain it. It, it's, the science of the gaps theory. He's like, I won't accept it just like I won't accept the God of the gaps theory until you actually explain it. I'm not going to hold it as, as real science. Just like, uh, when I read the article that Josh was talking about earlier about, uh, gravity being a spectrum, the large Hadron collider. Did I post that? No, you talked about it. I posted about it. Was that you? That was you. We started talking about it. That's right. That's right. That's right. So the the guy who they were interviewing, the scientist that they were interviewing, was saying, okay, if we find another dimension, that doesn't mean that the multiverse is true. That's not a testable hypothesis. That's not science. It's philosophy. And I was like, thank God there's a scientist out there that's going to distinguish between their hopes and beliefs and what is provable and testable. He did go on, though, in that same article to say, but if this is true, it'll rewrite science and philosophy. Oh, it definitely will. I think it definitely will. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm fine with that. As long as that the facts are supported 
by their beliefs. I'm sorry, that their beliefs are supported by the facts. I said that in reverse. I understood. Um, this whole conversation, I had to look it up because I couldn't remember the exact quote and I don't want to mess it up, but it reminded me of the Heisenberg quote, which says, the first gulp of the, or I'm sorry, the first gulp from the glass of natural sciences will make you an atheist, but at the bottom of that glass, God is waiting for you. I thought that was interesting. Man, that's funny. That is fascinating. Heisenberg. I've heard people, um, I know a guy that's going to med school and like he was saying that like when he first got to college, like all of a sudden he felt like, because, like, he went to college, he was, like, hardcore Christian. Like, no one's going to talk me out of, like, believing in God, blah, blah, blah. But, like, he went to college, he started studying a little bit of science. And when he first started getting into it, like, he found it harder to believe in God, like, all the time. It got, like, harder and harder and harder. And then, like, the closer he got to actually getting into med school, and then after he got into med school and, like, really started getting into, like, the complexity of things and stuff, he was, like, it, like, made him kind of want to believe in God, like, more and more again. Like... That's so, that's so interesting. Cause like I've heard people talk about that before. Heisenberg, the, uh, scientist, father of quantum physics, not Heisenberg, the Breaking Bad villain. Just throwing that out there. <laughs> you know, it's, I'm such a nerd, I didn't even understand the second reference that you had there. Cause I haven't watched Breaking Bad. Yet. Oh, it's so good. I haven't either. <clears throat> it's I feel great. Like such a bad. <laughs> there's a, television. there's a picture, I, or a painting, I don't, I, sorry, I don't know the artist, nor do I know what the painting is called. But it's a guy. <laughs> but it exists. It exists. I've seen it. I swear to God. There's a guy who is, uh, look, trying to look over a fence, but he's not tall enough to look over the fence. And so he's looking at a picture that's a ray of sunshine and happiness and hope. But it's just a two dimensional picture drawn on the fence. And then there's a second guy who is standing on books. And he's looking over the fence and he's seeing oh, the, seen that. the industrial pollution and it's awful and it's terrible. And that's the original picture. So pretty much saying books gives you the knowledge that the world is screwed up. And I totally agree with that. The world is screwed up. But there's a second rendition of this famous picture of another person. A third person. A third. I'm sorry. Yes. A right. third person standing on even more books and his head is above the clouds and he sees the sunshine again. Anyways, what Josh, what you were talking about, very much. That's such a beautiful idea. That. The I'll quote, yeah. Or I'm sorry, Nathan, that was you talking about uh, the the person who yeah. went to college. And, oh, okay. Uh, I was like, I just said a quote. I don't know what. Yeah. But the quote is like, yeah, they're the all same. on the same lines. Yes, yeah, exactly. Same train of thought. I love that though. That's really beautiful. Yep. So a little bit of knowledge gets you to realize that stuff is wrong, and then even more knowledge gets you to the point that there is hope. Dude, I have been playing with the idea lately that, like, to be to be an optimist, like, obviously it's harder to be an optimist than it is to be a, a pessimist. Or at least it is for me. Like, I think it is for most people, maybe. I think um, I agree. But, like, you don't have to know anything to be either. But, like, I, sometimes I think it's harder to be an optimist because, like, you have to know things. Like, you have to know what's going on in the world. Like, you have to know facts about, like, like... You know, things are getting better. Like, you're less likely at this point in history to die at the hands of someone else than you have been at, like, any other point in history. Mm -hmm. Like, things like that. Like, it takes knowledge of, like, where the world's at to actually, like, build an optimistic point of view, like, or on just that complete or whatever. Ignorance. I don't know. I, I, dis I don't disagree with you, but, I mean, I'm an optimist. You guys know me. I'm, yeah. I'm optimistic. I don't feel like I know more than anybody else. I just feel like... I just maybe I feel that way because I'm like I'm a natural maybe I'm a natural pessimist. Notice you guys both keep saying feeling, but you're like you have to know, but you feel this way. So it's not what you think. No, I just said I don't know anything. 
I say, I'm saying, so yeah, I guess you're right. Cause I'm saying, I just feel like in the end, everything's going to work out. That's, if you listen back again, you both were saying feel a lot. You feel. You just said feel. I know. Before he said that. I know. I agreed. I'm saying, I'm saying, I don't. <laughs> I feel like Chase is probably right. <laughs> I'm saying he is right. I'm saying I don't know anything. I just feel things. I feel like I don't know. <laughs> I feel that way a lot. <laughs> I feel you. Oh, dumb joke. Sorry, Josh. Um, okay, so why'd you apologize to yourself? I don't know. <laughs> Take it, Josh. Get it together. What's wrong with you? This is live. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> it could be. Live. There's no editing that happens in this at all. Oh, I can't wait for that. Anyway, um, but yeah, no, I, I just eventually, I feel like everything works out for for the better usually, and it doesn't obviously, but I can't help but feel that way. <laughs> I think it turns out good, but it doesn't always. But I feel like it does. <laughs> I feel like it will. Not I've been, it does. I've been working with one coworker lately. It's like me and this other guy. We've been on the road. We've been working on this job, like in a faraway town. Um, faraway land. Anyway, and we're kind of like, it's, it's like, it's like, he's the only person I know out there. And like me and him working during the day, like I'm with him like 10 hours a day, like during the work week, you know? And he's like a super negative dude. Like he's always complaining about something and he just like dwells on like every bad thing that happens. And it's like, Ugh, like it wears me down. And so like for the yes. first time in my yeah. life, I actually feel like I'm challenged to like strive to be positive because I feel like I need to be like you can for do this it. other person. I believe in you. You can do it. And I don't feel like I'm like an overly negative person necessarily. Like I, maybe I you guys think I, I am. I don't think so. I think I have a pessimistic sense of humor. Like sometimes to get a laugh, like I'll, I'll be kind of pessimistic. But. I agree with that. Your humor is a bit pessimistic, but you're, you live in a pragmatic type of world, I feel like. I think you, so. You pragmatist. But every pessimist calls himself a realist. <laughs> no, <laughs> every, uh, optimist calls a realist a pessimist. I'm laughing because Chase took mm, a quiz like and found out he was a pessimist and he got all mad about it. Oh He's yeah, like, took a Facebook quiz. Done deal. Written in stone. I feel <laughs> like there are a lot of pessimists that feel it, that think they're optimists too. Am I crazy to think that? Like, Maybe yeah. not. Yeah, I agree with you. I heard a quote. Somebody said, um, like, I feel like a lot of pessimists think they're realists. Every pessimist well, I know. Well, definitely not. But I think that there are some people who are, like, constantly negative about everything. But then they're like... They're just so deluded. Yeah, maybe. Hmm. I heard somebody say, um... Oh, God. But it is, it's draining, isn't it? To go back to what you said. Like, yes. It's absolutely draining. Agreed. To be about someone who's that negative all the time. I heard somebody say, optimists believe we live in the best of all possible worlds. Pessimists are afraid they might be right. <laughs> oh, that's, that's awesome. one of my favorite that's quotes about quote. that. I don't that's remember who one. said that. But, but to be around negative people is draining because you have to have enough hope for two people. And having enough hope yeah. for one person can be difficult in itself because life is hard. Yeah. But you can do it. And then when the second person is like, you have to be my hope too. You're like, dang it. Yeah. <laughs> I've, I've worked with people. I mean, I'm... I'm an optimist to the core and I've worked with people that are just frustrating to me because nothing is ever good from the moment they get into the office. They're just like, Ugh, I'm here. Blah. Doesn't yeah. that make you feel like you're in the right place? Because out of all of us, you definitely have the most optimism. I'm not going to label anybody, but you have more optimism than the four of us. So like <laughs> you tend to be in this uh, career where you lend over your energy to other people because Try. honest to God, you have too much. And I'm glad you took this job because you were a little bit overbearing for a while. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm glad you, yeah. In what, dude, in that's what so regard? true about optimists sometimes. It's like, oh my God, dude, stop being so positive. I'm that is sorry. so annoying. <laughs> no, I'm not sorry. I'm not sorry at all, actually. <laughs> I was just giving you a hard time. I'm just joking. Uh, I don't know how we got on that, but yeah. I don't know. That's funny though. Perception. Gravity. Perception is everything. It's working against me. <laughs> and then, and then it turned to a musical. Gravity. Wants to bring me down. But yeah, I don't know. I I have had people. I'm not trying to talk about me, but I've had people. Let's talk I about you. Talk about me. Let's not do that. But I have had people say, you know, that being having an optimist around helps them to channel that, I guess, and get rid. Honestly, get rid of it. Coming rid of the from negativity. a place of uh, struggling with depression when I was younger, mm-hmm. uh, mainly in my college years. That's when I really started to hang out with you again, Josh. I know we grew up together, but yeah. there was a, a time where I just kind of lost touch with my early childhood friends. Mm-hmm. And being around an optimist was so important. Like, I'm not just going to say, like, you, Josh. There were other people around. No, it's me. Just claiming it. Having people with a healthy lifestyle, being around those type of people is really important because people who want to change – but don't change anything about their life, can't do it. Like, hmm. they don't change their friends. Like, I, I know so many people who would get together with a significant other, be like, no, 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 they need me. I can't leave them. They need me. Like, yeah. well, either you have uh, anxiety problems, and so does your significant other, or you have drug problems, so does your significant other, or you have some other problem, and so does your significant other. All you guys are doing are enabling each other like i understand what you're doing i totally get it and just go do it real quick just do it like no no you if you want to get out of it don't hang around the same type of people as you like it's not gonna work out Hmm. and i i honestly believe in that stupid old proverb that my uh parents always told me is like you are who you hang around and it it really is true yeah i always I was just thinking about that. Like, I'm sure we all heard that growing up. Yeah, totally. You know, just like, be careful who your friends are. Your friends are going to define who you are. And as a kid, you think that that's really dumb. But the older you get, the more you realize how much truth there is. I hate when your parents are right. No, I agree. Right? Like, we hang out, our specific group that listeners that this, the four of us, and then there's about probably nine of us all together that hang out regularly. Um, I feel like we, the the personalities play off each other well and that all very different is what i like yeah, about it as but, well but i mean i'll be talking with my coworkers about their friends and i'm like i'll be saying something that we were talking about and they're like why were you talking about that i'm like cuz that's the kind of stuff we talk about <laughs> and they're like who talks about that kind of thing who talks Dude. about space for like 6 hours and i'm like I do. we do <laughs> like who talks about books for 4 hours i'm like we, we i was talking about this with isaac the other day and he was just talking about like <laughs> i have a friend named isaac anyway <laughs> What? <laughs> For the listeners, whatever. Anyway, maybe he'll be on the podcast someday. I don't know. We should have Isaac on. That would be awesome. It would be awesome. Uh, Dude, but, I totally saw smoke coming out of your mic, and I thought I it was on too. fire. My mic is on fire. <laughs> I was like, Josh, Josh. But then I saw the uh, the vape. And, uh, vape pen. Anyway, okay. Continue. But anyway, he was just talking about how unimpressed he was. with Because he was like, we talk about stuff, like things that kind of matter-ish. Like, he's a, he was a history major and stuff, so like... We talk a little bit about history, and we talk about like I didn't know Isaac was a history major. We philosophize, we like sit around and kind of like philosophize, really cool. like like we do or whatever and yeah. stuff. Like we have, I'm not gonna say like I'm an intellectual, but we have conversations that like strive for um, intellect, like 
we strive to have intellectual conversations. Betterment of the intellect, let's just say yeah. that. Yeah. So anyway, like, that's the kind of conversation we have. Like, we just kind of naturally have that. And it's like, it's not forced, but that we're both interested in that. Like, that's the kind of thing that, that's where the conversation always goes. Mm-hmm. And like, kind of like what you were saying, like, he, but my, anyway, he was talking about it and he was like, but most people don't do that. Yeah. Most and people that, talk about people. Or reality shows. So Which people. is people. Like, yeah. Yeah. That weirds me out, man. And I, I was like, that's so sad. Like, no, and I thought about it and like, he's right. Like, yeah. My, uh, like, I don't, man, I don't, I'm not gonna rag on, like, specific people, but, like, good call. I know people who, like, it, you can't talk to them about, like, stuff like that. Like, you can't, you can't do what we're doing right now. Like, you can't talk about life and, like, science or, like, whatever. Like, you can't talk about the things that matter. Like, they just don't, don't care about that. And it's so sad, like. I think you hit it. You can't talk about things that matter. And I, I'm probably the worst offender of offending people because, the the old saying is if you want to keep friends so you don't talk about religion and you don't talk about politics and i really love to talk about both of those that's not why you're the biggest offender you're the biggest offender because when someone starts talking about something you don't care about you stop listening well that, that's another one that's <laughs> I'm com- sorry what did you say josh <laughs> exactly you you charlie brown it man you're just like well it's because they're talking about the some reality TV show, the the gold one, the gold one. Yes, you're talking yes. about. That's a really interesting show, the gold one. The gold yeah. one. What's the the, the golden child? That's the golden what girls. I, that's what I, meant. Gold, I love the golden girls. It was really funny. It was. Thank you for being a friend. That might be the theme song to my life. Holy crap! I was gonna say that it was "Why Can't We Be Friends" by Smash Mouth, but "Thank You for Being a Friend" might be my theme. Song. I just can't I watch think it entertainment is, tonight. It's, thank you. it's thank just you the worst. For being a friend. That's because you're not a vapid person. It's the epitome of what's wrong with America. No, TMZ is the epitome of what's wrong with America. I didn't. Yes, you're totally right. I forgot that there was something Dude. worse. TMZ always comes on after the, like the local news. And, like, my parents always watch the local news, and, like, they'll just, like, leave the TV on. Cause, like, we'll be eating dinner during the That's local news. That's why TMZ gets ratings. We'll be, like, eating dinner during the local news, and then, like, my parents will start washing the dishes, and I'll, like, sit down in the living room, and I'm just, like, staring at the TV screen, watching TMZ, like, finding that I, like, care about, like, why do I care about this? Like, I don't, but I'm, like, it's for some, something about compelling, it, isn't me it? In. Yeah. It's oddly it's, compelling. It's the formula that it they is. use, honestly. It, it they, is. they make, it's it's science, like as weird as that sounds. And then like I break out of the trance, science. and I'm like, God, what am I doing? It's and I, like, sociology. Change the channel. Yeah, no, it is. It's heavy sociology. They know exactly. Well, it plays on the. It's it's science in that it it plays on the way your mind works. Yeah, the they they trigger your mind. Yeah, they trigger your mind to follow flashing lights. The way that they talk, they talk really fast. They keep everything going to where you're drawn in naturally, and it's evil. They have the facade of information, and. Uh, learning because they keep throwing it out there really fast and it's constantly changing and your mind is absorbing all this and it's like eating cotton candy. You're like, oh god, yes, it's so good. And where did it go? It's delicious. There's nothing here except for empty, fattening calories. Now I look like a total jackass and I feel horrible after watching this. Oh, but I love <laughs> cotton candy so much though. Mary was talking about, um, at her last job, she was hanging out and talking with some coworkers. And she was, at the time, North Korea was doing something. I don't remember what they were doing. They're always doing something. Yeah. She was wanting to talk about that. Testing. And like, she brought it up three different times at lunch when she was with her coworkers at her old job. And three different times, they changed the subject while she was mid-sentence to talk about Dancing with the Stars. Oh my god. And she just, she was just like, I'm done. I'm done with these people. And she started having lunch by herself. That's so sad. I know. 
It is sad. She doesn't, like, at least where she's working now, there are people that can talk with her. But where she used to work, man, they just, ugh. I feel that. I totally feel it. You guys want to go for another 15 yeah. minutes and then call it? Let's do it. Because we've gone an hour. Cool, man. This conversation's gone pretty well. Oh, that went fast. Let's call an hour and that 15. That did go really fast. Seth, I've liked what you said so far. I'd like to hear more from you. Thank you. Keep, just start talking. <laughs> Just rant. Just rant. What do you want to talk about today? What's on your mind? Let's talk about work today. I was thinking about this. (laughs) Speaking of not listening to something you're not interested in, at some point during the conversation, I kind of zoned out (laughs) and was thinking about Um, (laughs) it. was an interesting article I saw recently on science. And then it was reinforced with uh, I watched the first episode of a show called Brain Games. I love that show. It's good. Ah, it's so good. Okay, so the first episode, they talk about. Um, color a lot and yeah. noticing color. The and perception one of the things of, they yeah, say, yeah. like it's seriously like one real quick, like one line in the show. But they say color does not exist. Like there's just light, and it's part. It's like your brain putting on it that makes color. Yeah. So I can't remember where I saw it. Somewhere on Facebook. <laughs> somewhere on Facebook, someone linked that, like in all cultures across the world. Or almost all cultures across the world, blue is the last color to show up in writings. And they can trace the development of different colors. So like when what? when Homer wrote the Odyssey and the Iliad, right? There he doesn't use the word blue at all. He never uses the word blue. He describes he describes the seas as like a deep wine color. Wow. No what? one ever describes the sky as blue. What okay, so hang on. My why? mind is blown right I want to know why. It hurts. Like, is there a reason? Do they explain <laughs> it? Or were they just like, this is a thing? They don't fully explain it. I'll see if I can find the link and send it to you so guys. So throughout history, crazy. blue tends to show up around a so, common time frame? No, it's just, it shows up last. So the primary colors show up first in varying orders. Well, blue is a blue primary, is a primary color. color. Blue is not primary. Blue is one of the three. Red, yellow, blue. I thought it was green. No, green is a combination of blue well, and yellow. okay, it depends on what you're talking about. Visually... The primary colors are red, blue, and green. But in like the the color wheel of an artist, it's going to be yellow, blue, and red. I've always been terrible at primary colors, so no, that's okay. Um, like I was playing. I don't colors. I don't color. I'm colorblind, and I tend to know the science of colors very well. Yeah, because he has to explain it to people all the time. Literally, <laughs> that's true. Because <laughs> he's wearing a pink shirt, and they want to know why. What? Not now. <laughs> I thought it was white. Um, Mary had a coworker the other day that was playing uh, trivia crack, and she got really mad because they it asked for the three primary colors, and she said red, blue, green, and got it wrong. And she was like, "This app is messed up. That's the wrong answer." And Mary's like, "No, it's it's red, blue, yellow." And they argued back and forth, and Mary had to look it up and show her that it was red, blue, yellow. I, people get confused because they'll read something where yes, the the three primary colors of the eye are. Red, blue, and green, mm-hmm. but in the scientific color spectrum of uh, what we can create is red, blue, yellow, which always blows my mind. Why? Why do you have green cones? Why are they different in your eyes? Why don't you have yellow cones? Which oh. makes it really interesting, since green is a combination of, as we know, scientifically speaking, of blue and yellow. How does your mind produce the color green? Better question: How does your mind produce the color yellow? Because it's merely the absence of the color blue. Yeah, because it doesn't have the cones to pick it up without it. So, 
Yeah. What the hell? What it means is that there's a whole other aspect of the spectrum that we don't understand that's impacting or, or there's your a whole mind other... tricking you, just like yeah. interpreting it in some way. That yeah, they're... that to make it make sense. Well, that's what the whole point of brain games. That we're whole missing the was. process exactly. that happens in between all the time. Yeah, constantly. Yeah. Your mind is constantly lying well, 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 to, well. to make sense of things. Maybe this is just like we talked about before. We know enough that the mind doesn't make sense. But if we learn more, the mind no longer is lying, but it's telling the truth. Maybe it's a... Uh, it goes full circle. That next yeah. level up. <laughs> yeah. We're just on the second tier right now. We need to get more books under us. Possibly. So in John <laughs> Dies at the End, um, and in uh, This Book is Full of Spiders. So book, I think so far that has come up every episode. No, I took a two-week break. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, purposely. Okay. <laughs> because I realized I had brought it up every episode. You did. But it's because it relates to everything. It's such a good book. So he talks about how um, your mind interprets things to keep you from going insane and that your mind purposely lies yeah. to you so that you don't yeah. question your reality and then thusly get into weaken the Lovecraft in- here. Yeah, well, you weaken the integrity of your mind by going insane. And that is kind of Lovecraftish. Um, well, yeah, the, his mind so, is like that people like shut down so they don't go insane. Yeah. So like the three Jesuses. God, Lovecraft is awesome. Or like the, so yeah. the three Jesuses or perhaps a total shutdown of the mind like you just yeah. said. Like it didn't happen or I'm completely insane. That's pretty no, much. No, I'm saying they're crazy. Is what they're the three, crazy. Is what, yeah. Is what the three Jesuses were. The G's I. Um, but no, in the book, Jesse. like he talks about how he's like, you hear about farmers who see aliens. Or someone who saw Bigfoot in the woods. They didn't really see any of those things. Those things don't exist. What they're seeing is, and in the book, it's like a shadow man, like a demon kind of thing. And he's like, but your mind can't comprehend it. It's so unearthly because it's an extra dimensional being that they're imposing this. Your brain just I like, actually oh. agree with that. You'd like the book, I promise. Before we get too far away from it, I just want to say, if you haven't liked Jason Silva on Twitter, who's the host of Brain Games, like that dude on, or follow that dude on Twitter. He is awesome. He shares the best articles. And he's kind of like a transhumanist technology philosopher. Jason, can you mention? Can you mention our awesome. show on your show? That would be yeah, so good. That would be a really nice. Black Mesa Radio. On we Brains. scratch your back. You scratch ours. <laughs> but ours won't be as satisfying because we're. <laughs> one day, one day it will be when our audience has grown. Anyway, like I wasn't trying to change the subject. I was just trying to throw well, that out. I wanted, there. I wanted to go back too to the color thing because, like, one thing I was going to say is they, they did experiments with it. So, like, there are indigenous cultures currently that don't have a word for blue, right? What? Yeah. And so they showed them, basically, like, think of... A color wheel? Sort of, but every color is green, and there's one blue, right? What? So, like, ten, right? But okay. different, were they different shades of green? Ten, ten squares. No, they're all the same green, and one is blue. So they asked these people from this culture that had... They don't have a word for blue to pick out the blue square or pick out which one is a different shade. And they couldn't do it. What? They failed at it a lot. Wait. But these, the same culture has like 20 different shades of green, right? Because that's pretty much mostly what they see. Right. And so they had another color wheel with all green squares, but one a different shade, right? To match up, does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. And had them, and they picked those out quickly. But we can't pick that out because we don't have the word for that shade of green. So, do you think it's not DNA? You think we all have the DNA to it's, do that? But it's, yeah, I it's think about, it's learned behavior. It's a, yeah, exactly, learned behavior. Dude, it's really fascinating because 
Okay, for DNA-wise, we know that there are people with two cones, which limits you to about uh, a thousand less colors. I'm sorry, it should be like a hundred times less colors. Okay. And then there's people with three cones. Those are the normal people. You know, everybody like you and not me. Those normies. I'm deficient. We do know that there are some people out there that have four different types of cones. What? So it's it's just a... So what do they see? Do they just see a color that I can't perceive? Exactly. Yeah. What? So, so essentially... They see shades of color that you can't see. They start That's to insane. see in the UV spectrum. So most of these people are artists. Do black lights freak them out? I don't know. Question. How do I know that I can't see that? I don't know. Like, how do we know that Nathan or Seth can't? Well, we know you can't, but like, what if one of the... <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, <laughs> I'm not Very being funny. rude. I'm just saying we know you're colorblind. And I'm saying, but how do we know that like Nathan's not color, super color? <laughs> Maybe. I'm saying, what if okay. he has hypervision? So most people like, okay. So just speaking of the difference between men and women, women tend to have a better perception of color in general with however many types of cones. If you have a woman with three cones and a man with three cones, the woman tends to have a better understanding of color. That's just the nature of the beast. Just like with men, we tend to have a better perception of precision. So we see sharpness a lot better. While women, the sharpness isn't as prominent. But they see colors better. Which is why when you're buying a TV, they'll show a really crisp, colorful image to appeal to both sexes. Well, yeah. So, so depending on, I, this is, I actually learned this from working at Circuit City. Uh, so you got to sell to who, the, the, the person that's, that's in front of you. So if you're with a woman, you show them the Mitsubishi because it has the, the largest colorful spectrum. But if you're showing a male, you're probably going to show them a Sony or a Samsung because they're much more crisp, but the colors aren't as rich. Huh. Which is interesting. It, it is really interesting. So this kind of plays into... And it's interesting that that filters down all the way to the level of sales employee at Circuit City. Yeah. Like, <laughs> well, capitalism, I mean, it allows for everything. Right. It. Capitalism <laughs> makes you learn a lot of stuff so you can make money. Yeah. I tell you. It increases knowledge to a certain extent. But... So that shrimp that has 16 different cones. Rainbow shrimp? The rainbow shrimp. Not rainbow shrimp. Mantis shrimp. 16? Mantis. Oh. The mantis it has shrimp. Do we have three? Yeah. Three normally, It's yes. the mantis shrimp, and it's more than 16. Uh, it, I thought... No, it's like 16. Hang on, hang on, hang on, looking it up. Anyways. Holy smokes. It's approximately... They can see a million more different colors than we can, just with, uh, let's say, 12 more cones. So if you had... One more cone, let's say a three cone person versus a four, they would see, let's, I don't know the math right off the top of my head, a thousand different. Oh, yeah, you're right. It's 12 photoreceptors. Oh, I'm sorry, 12. Not 16. Oh, I thought he said 12. No, you said 16? I said 16. Oh, yeah, it's 12. I was way off. What did you say? 86? (laughs) I don't even know what I said. (laughs) He was like, it's way more. I thought it was 100. I thought it was 112. We all know that Josh is a guy who overestimates numbers. A lot. All the it's time. Bad. So just I admit it. whatever he says, cut it in half and we're there. And then cut it again. <laughs> cut it in half and then cut it in half again. So, okay. They have... Just to be safe, take about 10 or 12 <laughs> off after that. According to this, the mantis shrimp has 12 types of photoreceptors. That's a... Yeah, mantis shrimp. Okay. 12 types of photoreceptors. Humans only have three. They have six rows of differentiated receptors um, exist on those 
uh, photoreceptors. Um, it allows them to see both circular and linear polarized light and hyperspectral colors. So pretty much colors beyond our perception, like ultraviolet and infrared, and perhaps somebody could see colors in the X-ray range would be... Uh, wow. So it's pretty I cool. Just, so so most people with four cones can see in the ultraviolet. So like they can see in the B spectrum of flowers and such. So they see things that they painted it like, look how beautiful this is. And... You're like, yeah, that's that's a cool feel. The flowers, like, no, 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 no. Look at the flower. Yeah, you don't see it. No, I don't. It's it's cool. But that happens with you sometimes with your like the way your cones are set up because yeah, we were walking back when we were at my parents' house um, when I lived there and we were working out. I remember we were walking from the barn to the house one evening, and you know how at like late evening how the UV light kind of arcs over the atmosphere and yeah, you get kind of a black light effect on some things. So we were walking and like. Chase just stops and he's staring at this little like purpley flower and he's like, that is insane. And I'm like, what? And he goes, that flower is like glowing purple. And I'm like, it's kind of purpley. And he was like, cause his eyes are different than mine. And so he was seeing this like insane, insane flower. It was pretty and I was, much a color that I'd never seen before. It felt like, so I was like, wow, dude, that had to be a crazy experience. I, like that's a, uh, Something that my English prof- or not English, English teacher in high school was like, I want you to explain the color red. Like, if it's you impossible. were if you were talking to a blind person, explain the color red, and that's kind of what we're talking about. And like, I really didn't write very much at all. It's like it's it's passionate, and that's pretty much all I had. But that's kind of what, that's, that's, kind that's of what, what it is the with color blue. red without using the color red, right? And that's kind of what we're talking about with the color blue, like. You essentially have to have an epiphany as an individual and then as a culture and then as a collective group of humanity to get this color blue, which is really blowing my mind because I, I really haven't read about that. But what you're saying that is, is so weird. I'll try and see if I can dig up the link. Please. Yeah. Send please guys. send that to us. And then I'll post it in the, uh, I'll post it in the hyperlink for the, in the description for the video or the not video, the podcast. But I wonder if the same thing happens with music. That people can hear or perceive tones and pitches better than others. So while well, yeah, no, hundred percent that's true because that's while what per- some some people will find a, a certain painting more fascinating than another, be like, I don't really get this painting, and somebody else is like, Wow, this totally inspires me because they can't perceive it. They they literally don't see the same thing. So maybe somebody with music says like, Your taste in music sucks. Well, it's either because they have a limited spectrum or a larger spectrum than the other person. Or they're pretentious. Or yeah, they just have a feature. knack against hating everything that everybody else hates. That's true. Or likes, I mean. Hipsters. Um, <laughs> but no, there are people, like, I know guys, Austin Valdez, I talked about him last week, he's a drummer. Uh, he's one of our three drummers in the band. He has perfect pitch. And it's ridiculous. Like, I have near perfect pitch. I don't have perfect pitch, but I'm near it. He has, like, dead on perfect pitch. Which means that he hears a note and he goes, that's a G, that's an E, that's an A, that's an A flat, that's a B. I wish I could do that. Like, that's I'm, impressive. I'm close. I'm good with the basic chords just because – and I think it's just because I've done it for so long. Yeah. Um, but it's just like lightning fast with him and Do it's you insane. think if from a very young age, like maybe three or four years old, you were introduced to the uh, 
for lack of better words, the science of music, you could have done that. So do you think it would be a better learned behavior? I don't know. It, it depends because a lot of kids who have music forced upon them tend to hate it. Todd Moran. Well, so. they tend to hate it, but that doesn't mean they're but not good at it. Freaking good. Yeah, Todd Moran it, is one of the most talented musicians I've ever met, and the only instrument he likes is the bagpipe because that was the only instrument he was allowed to choose growing up, according to him. Uh, um, I mean, I hates, understand it, but he's still freaking good. No, he's amazing, but he won't. He hasn't touched a piano in like what five years, probably. Dude, I can't even tell you how many times we've tried to convince him to pick the cello back up. The cello is my favorite instrument. And he That's won't rad. touch it. Oh, he was one of the so best rad. cellists that I've ever heard. Not that I've heard a ton of cellists, but I've heard a lot. He made and money playing it. Like, if you make money playing it, you're good enough. Like, yeah. Yeah. Capitalism. <laughs> the free market has spoken. Well, they can't tell that I suck, so I'm going to play this. Honestly. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, that's what I feel like my life motto should be <laughs> when it comes to music. Kids who, who have it forced on them from a young age are just kind of, they don't, they don't tend to want to continue on in it. I think the answer, as nature versus nurture always is, is it's both. Yeah. So, yes. like... Parking you will you would get better at it if you started from a young age, mm-hmm. but there's definitely some. What about the third dimension? Born in what is the third dimension? Nature, nature, nurture, and choice. Well, yeah, I mean, I it's, okay. Nature but, versus nurture always says that you don't get a choice in what your life turns out to be. Either your parents made you that way, or your DNA made you that way. That's an interesting way to look at wait, it. Wait, if your par- wait, okay, never mind. So never nurture mind. Never mind. is I got you, I got you, I got you, okay. I got you. Parents and society right. and genetics or environment. Yeah. yeah. What about what you decide? Are you? But I thought your decisions is what you're talking about when you're talking about nature versus nurture. Is no it the decisions you make. Why do you make that decision? Is it nature or nurture? So that's again. So maybe it, that's what you're arguing is a choice. Actually, a choice, or is it thrust upon you based upon previous events in your life? Yeah. Oh, it is. Okay. Exactly. I guess. Does free will exist? I think it's up in, well, this is the, oh my god, this is a whole episode, but like. Does free will exist? Never mind. We don't it's have to the do same this. thing as, are you a we rational agent? We can just bang agent? out two episodes right now. No, like we pain. can't. I do, so, I do if, not have time to do that. If you argue, real quickly, if you argue that your choice is nurtured, I can't take you seriously because whatever events happened previously in your life dictate what you're telling me right now. And I can't believe you because it's not a rational decision. You haven't decided that. Somebody else previously decided that for but you. But we talked about that from to the start beginning off the podcast. Of the Big that, Bang. That no one is truly rational. Like, everyone has biases that infects every decision that they make. 100% true. But do they, is that decision have a 20% bias? 80%? 100%? It doesn't yes. matter. A bias is a bias. It means you're yes. gonna. It's gonna. Yes to all. It's gonna influence your decision. So the devil made me do it is a legit answer. Yeah, to some degree. I don't know how you got. Oh, there, oh, oh, you said to sure. some degree. You said a bias <laughs> is a bias. But if you say the devil made me do it to some degree, how much? Twenty percent? Forty percent? It doesn't matter. It still influenced your decision. That's that, that was so, my point. My point so was. So your point is a hundred percent or zero percent. No, my point is a bias is a bias. If you, whether you're a little biased to hate, I don't know something. I hate Kias. We'll say that. I don't. I really Kias thought you were going to say Jews. <laughs> I'm not gonna, what? Whether you're a little biased to hate. That say, sounds like something Josh would say. <laughs> that's going to both racist, racist. Everything you guys say is going to be edited out. So, because <laughs> you're the editor, that's a jerk move. Yeah, that's how it works. Um, <laughs> Josh looks so good in all of our podcasts for some reason. The guy who's willing to do all the work who gets to make all the decisions—that's not fair. <laughs> 
Anyway. I really wasn't racist. I was just making a joke. <laughs> I know, I know, and man. it wasn't even a racist joke. Either. I'm not even going to edit that out. I'm just going to leave it in. Um, Whatever. I don't even know what I was going to say now. It doesn't matter. You're That's right. About, it doesn't. We're I'm going. Sorry, I totally threw you off, Jack. That You're fine. <laughs> we but went, you don't have to take my word for it. We're going to end this show with LeVar Burton. So thank you for listening to Black Mesa Radio, and we'll see you next week with Alienware. I mean, wait, wait, no, just, even just, what just, it is. just aliens. Just aliens. Conspiracy theories. Conspiracy theories. Just aliens. Alienware is a brand. Alien underwear. Alienware, if you want to Alienware sponsor us. Alienware is a computer, right. Alienware, it's like Tupperware, but better.